0: Welcome back everyone and of course if you're listening to this on Wednesday, happy Wednesday. Um, I am so happy to be back today. Podcasting is just one of my favorite things in life and it's lovely. Um, Okay so first up today I have some news to update you on. This episode is going to be all about little bite-sized nuggets and keeping things small and simple which you will see in a few minutes. So that is also how the news is going to come at you today. Headline number one these aren't really headlines. Don't be fooled. Um, Headline number one. Did you listen to last week's episode with myself and Lindsay Taylor of Naughty Good Bites yet? If not, it was a super duper fun end of the year. Here's what's ahead. What did you learn? This, that, and the other thing episode, and I would say it's one that you should not miss. So go back and listen after this one, of course. Binge me all day. Have my voice in your ears all day long if you... um, missed it so headline number two the she built this woman of the year has been chosen she the votes were tallied yesterday and we have ourselves a winner we will be announcing her tomorrow evening, which is Thursday, December 10th, at our Flip the Script event, a virtual event which is going to be from 7 to 8.30 p.m. If you have not grabbed your seat yet, you can do so by um, visiting the link in the show notes or you can go to www.shebuiltthis.org. Always got to include that www for you guys. Um, you are not going to want to miss this event because, in addition to announcing the woman of the year, we also have some very exciting raffle prizes, and we're gonna be having a lot of fun. It's not gonna be like your average Thursday night Zoom call, okay? Um, Casey Matthews, Karen Kenny, and Shandy Welch, three coaches, speakers, authors, they are going to be our speakers, and I am just really looking forward to the conversation. I have so many things I want to dive into about reclaiming our power and like what this year has sort of taken from us and how we can show up better in the coming year, knowing all that we know now. Headline number three, you need to know what I've been watching lately. Um, I watched The Queen's Gambit, which I absolutely loved. Pretty much we devoured that. Um, so I'm considering now because I enjoyed that so much. I've heard that The Crown is really good. But I'm kind of, you guys, I'm hooked on <laughs> this show called Married at First Sight. It is, I don't even know. It is a social experiment beyond a social experiments. So they take these couples that that experts actually like match up based on compatibility, and they get married. And the first time that they've ever seen each other is at the altar. So it's like an arranged marriage. And basically, I mean, it's not, I will say this, it's not a good look for the institution of marriage. um, But they have to decide within eight weeks of being married to one another, whether they're going to stay with this person. I think if the show had like, you know, maybe done it like eight weeks of dating at first sight, it'd be, it'd be a little more, I would feel better about the sanctity of marriage, but still I'm addicted and can't stop watching. We also watched My Octopus Teacher, which I did not know that octopuses are like the most cute cuddling creatures in the whole entire world. So if you have not seen that, Casey Matthews recommended it to me and I now want a pet octopus that I go visit in the ocean, but I need to like practice holding my breath a little bit longer first. Um, and then the other show, Movie, I think this is the movie is called Free Solo and it's this guy named Alex, don't know his last name. He climbs El Capitan, which is like a giant rock in the middle of I don't know where because I don't pay attention to details, but he does it without any ropes. And I just I cannot believe the capacity of some human beings. So, you got to watch any one of those and let me know what you think. Headline number 4 this is not really a headline either. But in the last episode, I said that this episode, I was going to do like a solo cast year end recap on a, you know, on a personal note. But it's got to wait until next week. Because this week, I've been seeing another need coming up for people that I want to address. And that is a lot of people right now are feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling all over the place, fire hosed, straight up wicked busy. I heard Two um, She Built This members, one of them was up until like three o'clock in the morning, packaging up orders for the holidays. People are just like feeling a little off kilter right now and a little bit wonky. And, you know, coupling with the busyness, I think some people are starting to feel a little bit ho-hum about this year's holiday season because a lot of us are not able to get together with our families and do maybe some of our normal traditions. I know that, you know, around the holiday time, we usually get together with Jason's family for like an entire week and it's just so wonderful. And this year that's not happening and it it's just gonna be the two of us. And that is, I mean, I'm gonna really embrace that and enjoy that as time together, but it is a little like, okay, do we just wanna fast forward through the holidays and like carve out a staycation for ourselves instead? So people are feeling a little weird. Last week, um, you know, when I started to ask people about how they were feeling and hear these things, I was sitting there working away at the beginning of last week. It was kind of an intense week. Like we ended a month. We started a month. It was a full moon. There were all kinds of things happening. Um, And I think everybody was just sort of like there was lots of last minute stuff being thrown around. So. I started to kind of like get this boiling heat feeling all over my body and it was not in a good way. Um, And it, for me, you know, I stopped and took a step back and I realized it was coming from these feelings of just being completely overwhelmed, like totally overloaded. So I did what I always do and I listed out everything that I needed to do. I put my head down and I just did like one small thing after another small thing, after another after another after another. I really believe that the only way through is through. And I heard someone recently say that action is the cure to anxiety, same concept. These are also very similar to Mel Robbins 54321 go rule which talks about, you know, just counting down when you're feeling this intense anxiety or overwhelm and then just doing one small thing. Uh, one thing I hear a lot with my clients in, a, in a same, along the same vein is how overwhelmed they are with social media. You know, there's so many platforms, there's so many nuances, what to post, how to post, when to post, what to say, the list goes on. And honestly, a lot of people come to me and their head is just absolutely spinning and they have a bad taste in their mouth because of that. So on this notion of right now, what can we do in December to help ourselves in the year ahead, I wanted to bring in Stacey Nahiski of Embrace Social You, who's going to chat with me today about how we can keep social simple. This is especially timely given that, you know, it is the end of the year and we're starting to map out already what 2021 looks like from a marketing perspective, Stacey has been on my show before, and she is my go-to gal for all things social media. Like, I just switched over to the new Facebook, which I'm not a hundred percent on yet. And every time I can't find something, I like message Stacey, and I'm like, "Where is that button?" Um, but she just really takes the time to help people and make social media simple to understand, easy to digest, and honestly shows you that it can really be straight up fun. Um, I have watched The Social Dilemma and I have also binge listened to like every single one of Tristan Harris's podcasts that I can get my hands on. And my takeaway from all that is social media does get a really bad rap and it can definitely be used against us if we let it and if we kind of like let ourselves go down these rabbit holes but in reality it is also used for so much good and Tristan Harris even says that he has a great episode with Dax Shepard and he says you know I believe that social media can be used in a way that promotes connecting and sharing and having fun and it can be used for good and you know from a, on a personal level I have seen social media used for so many positive things like in this past year alone I have seen people make connections that otherwise may not have been able to be made. I have seen small and local businesses be able to sustain themselves through this pandemic, and some even grow and flourish through it all because of social media. And I've seen people come together in a time when otherwise they may not have been able to. So, you know, I truly believe that when we engage in it with awareness and when we approach social media or really anything, I mean, this is, this doesn't need to just be limited to this, but openness to learning new things and a desire to really seek out the truth and good things, it can be a force for positivity and a force for good. So, I think I've sufficiently um, philosophically rambled on enough. And without further ado, I'm going to bring you the social media guru herself, Stacey Nahiski of Embrace Social You. She works with small business owners and marketing professionals, helping them to make sense of all the pieces involved in their online marketing. Her background is in public relations and advertising. And she created Embrace Social You because she found that many small business owners were constantly getting stuck when it came to marketing themselves online. There's a lot of advice out there, so many great tools, so many great strategies, um, and it can be overwhelming. And so that is exactly what Stacy helps people to do. She helps them to distill it down and get into action what they need now. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, Stacy, and welcome, I guess I should say, back to the She Built This podcast. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back
0: have you had enough coffee today to handle me?
1: I may have had too much coffee, but now I have tea, so I've switched over.
0: Okay, good. This will be fun then. (laughs) Um, So Stacey was on my show like I think exactly, oh, oh, like in October, November of last year. And unfortunately, her episode got Um, like deleted through a technical error and I I have the hard copy on my computer but I always feel weird like reposting things because then people are like wait a minute I already heard this one and I don't you know. Anyway this is why I don't number my episodes because mistakes happen (laughs) and it's just more confusing with episode numbers. So this is take two and today we're going to be talking about like keeping social media really really simple because one of the things I know Stacey and I probably hear a lot is like, oh my God, there's so much. It's so overwhelming. There's something new every day. It's so complicated. And Stacey is here to tell us that it really does not need to be like that. So Stacy, to get started, why don't you um, give us like the quick and dirty on yourself and like how and why you started this business? Because I love your why and I think you have a great story about how you got started.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. And I think it's kind of um, fine that the last episode was deleted because so much has changed since then, you know, and that's the thing about social media is that these platforms do change so fast. So, you know, probably would be out of date anyway. So, um, yeah, so I started my business about five years ago and my background was, you know, in PR and marketing for a custom cabinet maker. And I started that job right out of college and I loved it and I would travel and, you know, got to do all kinds of PR things. And over that time, social media came out. And I was kind of like a late adopter to social media, actually, but I started to learn it for business around the cabinet company. And fast forward about 10 years, and I had kiddos. And I just was trying to make the whole, you know, job outside of the home thing work. But it was very challenging logistically when I was trying to figure out, you know, half day pre-K schedules and that kind of stuff um, for my boys. And so I kind of got to thinking and thought, well, I can apply what I've learned about social media for the cabinet shop to other businesses. And so I got on one client. I had a salon to start out and then just kind of added clients to that um, and went out on my own. And what I started doing was managing accounts. And then it started to move more towards educating business owners on how to do it themselves or in-house with their own people. And I found that I really enjoyed that side of it. So five years in, I'm really scaling that side of my business where I can help people to do it on their own, to really simplify what they're doing, um, and not have it be so complicated, right? Because there's so many places that we can be, but we don't have to be everywhere, and I think it's just important to know what's actually going to make an impact. And that's what I help people to do. just like boil that down to what's important.
0: I love this for so many reasons. Like I love that you, you realize like a work life balance, the way that, Society wanted you to do it wasn't going to work for you, and so you're just like, forget that. I'm starting my own thing. Um, And then I also love that you used something that you had been putting into practice for years and years and years to like take for yourself. You know, it was that's like very empowering. Um, And now you get to have this life with your boys at home and also have a successful business at the same time.
1: Yes, and it's been you know, incredibly magnified this year with, you know, everybody going remote and all that kind of stuff. I've been able to just shift and pivot and move around and provide this service for, you know, business owners as they've had to pivot their businesses as well. So really helping them to move even more online. Um, So I've been incredibly busy this year, which I'm so, so fortunate for. Um, And I've loved to be able to help a lot of people to figure this out when they've been thrown into it.
0: Yeah. And I'd love for you to talk about like how specifically you do support those businesses because, you know, I know that I see you as a huge resource when it comes to all things social media. Um, how do you like create that container that helps to support them?
1: Yeah. So I have kind of two sides to my business. So I have about 10 businesses that I manage accounts for. So that means actually doing the posting on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Um, Google my business and really pushing that content out across those platforms so that they can focus on the business that they're running. And then the other side of it is that education piece where I I have created a container, which is um, an online membership, which is intended to support them doing this on their own. So again, I really think that it's powerful to boil it down to just being on you know, a primary platform and then a, you know, one to two other platforms as well. So I help them to focus in on what's actually important, what kind of content to create, you know, coming down to you know, the basics of how to use the platforms, but also you know, how do we craft the copy? How do we um, inspire our, our customers and, and get them to join in on the conversation? So creating a community more so than just speaking at them. Right. So I have the side of my business where I'm managing and and running that for them. But then the DIY side is you can do this. Let me help you support. Let me support you through this and figure out the tools that are going to make it easier for you. And, you know, really, again, boil it down to what's important so that it doesn't take all day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and so today that's exactly what we're going to get into is like some of the things that are important and some of the things that we think are important, but they're really not.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs)
0: Um, and we're going to like, I don't know, we're like myth busters today or something. So maybe
1: (laughs) there's lots of myths out there for sure.
0: Yes, it's true. Um, all right. So I I think the best way to do this is that I'm going to say one of the things that I hear pop up a lot and you can bust the myth. Okay.
1: Okay, cool. Um,
0: so the first one I hear is that, you know, being successful on social media means that you have to have a huge following and like be an influencer. And I know as well as you know that that is not correct but i would love for you to get into like why that is not correct
1: absolutely yeah this is one that just leads us to failure right so if we're expecting to hop onto instagram and you know build this massive following right away we are just setting ourselves up for disappointment and it's not fair you know these people that have the larger accounts they've either been building them for years or they've spent money to you know to boost their audience. They've, you know, done a number of things that may not be accessible now, you know, several years into the apps being around, right? Because the sooner you hop on an app, the easier it is to grow it. Right. We're seeing this on like TikTok right now where, you know, it's newer and it's easier to get that organic reach. Right. So as you, if you're a little tardy to the party, as they say, you know, joining Instagram (laughs) and joining Facebook and such, it can be harder to build. And I really, truly don't believe that we need to have a giant audience in order to make an impact. And one of the things I like to kind of uh, use to explain this is, let's think about how many followers you have now on Instagram or on Facebook. And if it's, you know, 100 people, you might think, well, that's really small for an Instagram audience. But what if those 100 people that raised their hand and said that they were interested in what you had to say, what if they were in the room with you right now? Right. And if you're in a small room like I am, it's like, wow, okay, we'd all be jammed in here and they'd all want to hear what I have to say. And that's a big audience, right? So, and think about if just a fraction of that audience bought your thing, you know, wouldn't that be helpful? Wouldn't that be a good thing? Um, so, we kind of just have to put some perspective to it and really think about why we're here. You know, we're not here to collect followers, we're on social media to build connection, to nurture them, to warm them up, to Um, have a community and have a conversation that leads to them purchasing your products in the future. It's that long game.
0: Yeah, so true. The connection is so much more important than the numbers. Um, And, you know, it's hard. It's hard not to go onto social media and look at people with even people that are kind of like, have been doing things the same amount of time as us and we go on there we're like oh my god they have this many (laughs) followers or whatever but you know what there's a great um story about a t-shirt I think it's a t-shirt company that had like millions and millions of followers and they ran this sale or whatever on t-shirts and they got like five people to buy the shirts. Meaning that those followers, all of those millions and millions of followers, had nothing, they were not invested in that right. company at all and didn't want to hear what they had to say. And so if Stacey is so true it's so true what you're saying is like if you have a hundred people invested in you and what you want to say, the impact is going to be so much greater than on a million people that aren't even listening.
1: Absolutely. And then behind the scenes we have the that referral um, kind of domino that happens, right? So if you have those 100 people that are following you, they're talking to other people as well. So they're they're thinking of you, you know? So it's, you don't need a giant audience, but you do need to connect with your people. So when you're talking about these giant accounts, um, you know, maybe they bought followers in the beginning and it's just not even their ideal audience, you know? And that's unfortunate. And, and a lot of people have had to come back from that and figure out how to build, you know, that organic audience that actually is interested in what they have to... Um, put out there. And I'm not saying that all large accounts have done this. I'm just saying, you know, these are ways that others have, you know, sometimes built audiences that are not invested in what they want to buy. So um, don't feel intimidated if you don't have a giant account, just work on focusing on the people that are following you, how you can continue to serve them and provide content that they are interested in. And that's how we grow.
0: Yeah, that is so true. Um, And or you could just be like me I don't even think about it yeah
1: exactly
0: <laughs> uh just kidding um okay so uh, I think it was like two years ago now I started maybe a year and a half or whatever I started the she built this um Instagram and I was looking back through it today in preparation for this podcast at the very beginning and I was like oh my god like the theme I decided to go with was terrible <laughs> and it even evolved from there like then I looked at that and I said oh that's terrible I need to adjust and then I looked at that and I and then I had a graphic designer look at it and I'm like okay I have come a long way from the beginning and I know that probably in two more months I'm going to change my mind and want to change up the look again right my point being (laughs) myth number two is people always think that their posts have to be perfect or like you have to have the perfect pictures to post and I hate to break it to you but I just don't think that that's going to happen (laughs) and if you're waiting for perfect to get started um you're going to be waiting a really long time. So Stacy, have at busting that myth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're referring to is is our grid, right? And that is the top, the last nine photos that you posted on Instagram. So if you look at your Instagram um, timeline, your feed there, you're going to see the last nine images and then you can keep scrolling and see, you know, what your feed looks like overall. And when you are creating that content, it can feel like a very meticulous process if you get into a pattern and you say, okay, a graphic post this day, and then a photo post this day, and then a graphic post, and you can get super obsessive about it, you know, and I definitely have been through phases where I'm like, okay, well, this graphic is perfect here. And then here's a photo. And then if I mess it up, it's like, you know, the end of the world. And it doesn't have to be that way. And quite honestly, if we are completely, you know, rigid with how that looks, It can make it easier for people to just keep scrolling past. So we do have to keep some interest, you know, and have it look appealing and branded and that kind of thing. But we no longer have to have that perfect grid look and specifically on Instagram because of the way that they've added other features. So people's attention are up in the stories. You know, they're watching reels. They're not necessarily looking at your overall grid all the time. But where it is important to have, you know, kind of a cohesive look is when folks come to your profile for the first time, because that is a way that they do decide whether or not they're going to follow you. But it does not have to be perfect. You do not have to be a photographer. And I have people all the time say to me, you know, I'm not good at graphics. I'm not a photographer. I hate selfies, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And my, my point to them is always we have to start somewhere, right? We have to be Putting content out consistently—that doesn't mean every single day—but if we can get consistent with our content and make sure that we are, you know, posting a picture of ourselves, if people are going to work, you know, one to one with us, they have to see our face because people connect with people. So our posts don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be a photographer because there's, you know, tricks and, and things that we can do. We can use stock photos. We can uh, use filters and such. Um, to improve our photos. But again, we can just use our iPhones or, you know, whatever phone that you use to take photos. And it's totally okay. People don't really want to see the overly curated grid anymore. We just have to be ourselves because people connect with people. Um, And that's where we build that connection. It's not by putting up a picture perfect photo every single time.
0: I um, have a I so agree with you and and like a little hack around this too. I have a client who is terrible at taking photos and like she has to send them to me to, you know, use on her social media and stuff. So instead of her taking them, cause we realized like after the first couple that they're just, blurry and not good. She has her husband take the photos now and it's like so great and so much better. And my husband is truthfully a better phone photographer than me. So if I really want something like taken well, I'm like, here, you take this. Yeah. And he'll get it from like just that right angle that I'm like, oh wow, that's Instagram perfect. So mm-hmm. maybe if you're not the person that can be taking the photos, just hand your phone to a friend and be like, can you take this picture? If you see them doing a really good job in that way, you know, just yeah. a tiny little easy hack
1: yeah and I know or
0: or like you can hand yours over to your children
1: (laughs) oh I've done that yeah my son Owen is a a good photographer for sure and he gets different viewpoints you know than I would think of too so it's fun to mix it up that way and and another tip too if you are taking your own photos is don't just take one and think you're just going to use that one and it'll be fine you know take like 12 and take them Mm -hmm. from different angles and such because Then you can use it again, you know, use that same sort of setup or whatever you've taken a photo of, but it's a different angle, you know, or maybe if you need to add a different, um, you know, a different crop, if you want it vertical versus um, horizontal, you know, if you've taken several options, it gives you options. (laughs)
0: And and one thing that you say a lot, and I think this is like so true, you say when you're in service, you don't have to be nervous. And yes. the key is really we have to put ourselves out there because if you don't, you like you have to kind of picture the client that is waiting for you to help them, okay? And by you not putting yourself out there because you like are too scared to take a picture of yourself, mm-hmm. that's not doing them any favors, you know? You're actually like hurting that person who isn't getting your help.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And it's it's kind of a responsibility. If you know you have something and that is your block. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what we can do to get around that, you know, and if it's, you know, creating graphics or using stock photos, there's nothing wrong with using stock photos. Um, you know, so there's ways around that. So and that's one of the blocks that I see. And that's one of the blocks, honestly, that I have myself because I'm not a photographer. I'm not a designer. So oftentimes I'll be like, you know, I'll have a great post in my mind. And it's finding the photo that holds me back, too. So it's not, you're not alone if that's your block.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So the next myth that we're going to bust is that you have to be everywhere on social media. And let's just be real. There's like 90 bajillion places you could be on social media. Right. <laughs> I will out myself and say I'm not on TikTok and I have no plans to be on TikTok. <laughs> um, so, so I've let that one go. But let's hear your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. I have, I have a lot of thoughts on this one um, because... It's definitely, you know, FOMO is real and we hear about a new app coming out and we hear about something, somebody having success with it or even, you know, a new feature in an app. And I felt this with Reels that just came out on Instagram recently. Um, I saw people hopping on and, and learning them and using them and having great success because, you know, whenever there's a new feature or a new platform, as I was saying before, that's when it's like you know a, a land grab right everybody's hopping in to get to to stake their claim right so it can be very tempting to want to hop on this every new platform but we really don't have to and i'm a late adopter as i said you know with social media initially and as these new platforms come out i'm definitely one that kind of sits back and watches and i remember that with instagram stories as well because i was like what is this what is this new Thing? Why do we have to have one more place to post? You know, and and that's that's the mindset I hear a lot from people. Is like I just got used to this as it is. You know, now they're changing it on me. Now there's a new platform. There's something else to do. And what we just have to think about is where are our ideal people? Where are they really? Where are they looking to get our type of of content? You know, so. If your audience is not going to learn best from dancey videos on TikTok, you don't have to be there. And I'm going to—I'm happy to write a permission slip for you, although you don't need it—to um, <laughs> not have to jump into the next big thing. If you're comfortable in one platform, keep that as your primary, and you can still play around on other stuff without whole hog jumping in, right? So, I like to talk to people, um, talk them through the process of okay, like how do we know where to focus? And I've got some resources on this as well. Um, We have to focus on where our people actually are, where they're able to take in the content that we're putting out, um, while also keeping in mind our own bandwidth, right? And I'm learning this right now with two kiddos at home. We just got our brand new remote learning schedule. So we've got, you know, five meets per kiddo. And then, you know, my work, kind of mixing into that. My bandwidth is not such that I can go learn every single you know new feature on every single platform right now. So I'm really focusing in on Instagram and actually delving more into LinkedIn, right? So we kind of choose and the seasons can change, but we do not have to be in eight places at once. So,
0: yeah, I was just going to say that these do change, yeah. you know, like some some days I'm on LinkedIn and I'm like, oh, my God, LinkedIn is amazing. Right. I need to spend more time on here. Yeah. And but but I so I do want to know um, just for my own fun, what is your like pl- your favorite platform?
1: So my favorite platform is probably Instagram, but I'm having fun like checking out Digging deeper into LinkedIn. Not that it's a new platform, but it's kind of a shift for me from really focusing on my Facebook page and Instagram account to uh, digging more into LinkedIn. So that's something I'm testing right now, really trying to be intentional about looking at the the metrics, the analytics around LinkedIn um, and seeing if it's going to be worth it. Right, And so you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, But we have to pay attention to that, right? Because if we are spending all of our time on TikTok because we love it, but it's not leading to anything, then maybe that's not the best way to spend our time. So we've got to take into our account where our ideal client is hanging out, our own bandwidth, and our abilities to, you know, write and create visuals for that platform. So if a reel, for instance, takes you 45 minutes to create... That may not be the best use of your time. So
0: 45 minutes, try like an hour for me. Oh,
1: I know. <laughs> I know. So, so we have to be realistic with, is that real going to lead to, and maybe it is, maybe it leads to our next program and it's a really powerful you know, call to action and it gets people interested. If that's the case, then absolutely that's fine. But we have to be realistic about the time that we have, the kind of content that we can create. If we're not great on video, we don't need to be creating these big, long videos, you know? So we have to be thinking about what it is that we can actually handle and where our people are so that we know that they're gonna take action in that place.
0: You got to keep it real people. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> that being said, if somebody has a invite to Clubhouse, I'm dying right. to check it out. So <laughs> <laughs> I really am, but I I I am also a late adopter so I'm like, eh, yeah. maybe I want
1: Yeah, to so go. that Clubhouse one, that's all audio too, which is inter- interesting to me. Um, but that's why we have Voxer, I thought. Right. Well, there's well Voxer yeah, totally. And you can use other apps like Discord and such. But I'm I'm curious about Clubhouse as well. And I'm not a cool kid either. I'm not in there yet. Um, but I maybe like
0: we'll to... get an invite from this podcast. Yeah,
1: I'd <laughs> love it. I'd love it just to try it out. But I'm also <laughs> wondering when am I going to listen to all this audio? Because you know, I struggle with getting through the podcast I want to listen to. Um, but it does, you know, I can do it when I'm doing laundry or, or something like that.
0: Yeah. Ooh, this will be interesting. Um, Coming soon, our episode on Clubhouse. Yes. A (laughs)
1: follow-up episode. Once we get invited to the Cool Kids Club, I guess.
0: And I think one thing, you know, I know I always hear you talking about this is like really take time to learn these platforms and don't feel like you have to learn every single one all at once. You know, like you're really good at that. Is like you break down the platforms into trainings, like, okay, here's my Instagram training, here's my Facebook training, here's my tune-up for your Facebook page, here's my tune-up for your Instagram page. Like you can compartmentalize these things and then once you're in a flow and going really good at them it just all becomes much more easy.
1: Yeah, and what I like to say and what you know my new my new iteration of my online membership program is is around is that there's basically four steps. So to simple social, right? I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but We need to commit to a plan. That's the first thing because that's how we end up in 17 different directions is that we don't have a solid plan of what platforms we are going to learn. So we need to have a commitment to a plan. And that just means, you know, where we're going to be posting and how often, and then sticking to that, right? And then if we've decided that Instagram is our main one, we need to optimize Instagram to make sure that people can see, you know, what that next step is going to be. And, you know, how they can work with us. And then that third step is creating that content that gets people interested, keeps them interested um, and converts for you. And then, you know, lastly, we need to have these conversations and get out and find your ideal people, right? Because they don't always just land on our on our um, accounts. We have to go out and find them right? So there's basically four steps to that social media process that keeps it simple. And that's where I create the content around is like, okay, you've decided you want to dive into Instagram. Well, here is that deep dive.
0: So, yeah. I, I was just going to say like, don't be afraid of those four steps because I know that um, Stacy has a tool that she spells those out basically that helps to keep it simple. Or sorry, you have a workshop coming up that is going to talk about Keeping it simple in that way and going deeper into each of those points.
1: Yes, and actually the workshop that's coming up uh, December sixteenth is going to be my planning process. So it's going to be really that section of committing to your plan. So looking ahead to the new year, deciding okay, I'm committing at this point to this platform as my primary, and then you know this one and this one as my secondary, um, and then. You know, okay, well, how do we plan for that? How many times are we going to be posting? What do we have coming up for themes for the month? What holidays are coming up that we can, you know, build content around? And also, you know, when am I taking a vacation, right? Because, or maybe not a vacation, but, you know, maybe a staycation. Uh, So picking those, what we like to call rocks, those important things and fitting those in first. And then we build the content around it so it can lead to that launch or lead to that event that you have going on really being mindful of what's coming down the pike. So you're not left scrambling.
0: Yeah. Oh, Lord, we all need
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the perfect time to do it ahead of the new year, too, because we all think that we're going to, you know, create that plan. But if we don't create the space for it, um, then we are not going to do it. So that's why I like to have this planning event. And I did it last. I did it in June. Um, which is just, you know, a planning session for that next 90 days to six months um, of how it's actually going to break down, how you're actually going to get all that content out there.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so there's going to be a link to that in the show notes, and that's called Five Steps to Simple Social, December 16th at noon. And Stacy also has another little goodie for us, which is her tools for social success. And they can find that...
1: Embracesocialyou.com forward slash tools. And that's just going to be a PDF that's going to help you to decide, you know, the answer to the questions I get all the time in my DMs, which is, you know, what's the best scheduler to use? And how do I create graphics if I'm not a designer? You know, that kind of thing. So I'm going to be sharing my favorite digital tools that make DIY social media simpler.
0: I love it. Okay. So I just want to say before we go, um, there's a ton of social media experts out there. And one, like the reason I am so fond of Stacy, and the reason I had her on my show is because Stacy is like the people's people. Like she is the social media expert that's in your back pocket. She is the person that you could reach out to when you want to tear your hair out and things are feeling like frustrated and stressful and overwhelming. She really like walks alongside you. It's not one of these memberships that you're like in it and, you know, Stacy's on her platform or whatever preaching to you about how she's gotten 2 million followers by paying XYZ for bots, like she's the real deal. Um, and that's why I wanted to have her on my show and that's why I always love the knowledge that she brings. So, if you are considering um, joining Stacy's membership, Stacey, I would love for you just to share like what that is about and how they can participate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much. And I, I just want to stress that I'm learning too. And I used to think for a long time that I couldn't have a program like this because I didn't know everything about social media. And I know a lot of people have that kind of same thought process when they're thinking about you know creating programs and stuff like that. And that's just not true. And so I'm I like to be transparent about the fact that I am learning as I go because this stuff changes all the time. And I love it when my students come to me and they say, you know, oh I discovered this or I found this. I'm like, yes, I can't wait to see how you use it. And you know, yada yada yada. Um, but we're all learning together and that's why I'm actually rebranding my membership to be called the Simple Social Collaborative. So it was called The Classroom, which has a feel of very much coming to like a Facebook 101 class. And that's fine. But what it's morphed into is really everybody bringing their ideas to the table. And so what the structure that it is is that I do put together a planner pack every single month for my members. And they can use that to plan their content together. We come together for a live planning party. And that is honestly where the magic happens because you come together on a Zoom call and you hear how, you know, somebody who has a quilt shop is using a holiday to create this event, right? And then you, you, the person that has a completely different business, like a travel agency, can be inspired by that and, you know, come up with their own spin on it. So every single month we have the live planning party and you get your planning pack, which has, you know, researched holidays, observations, and that kind of thing. And new in the new year, we're going to be creating writing prompts. So if you are somebody who's always saying, I don't know what to post on social, I've got you covered. And we are now going to have, you know, inspiring writing prompts throughout the month that will help you to, you know, post more often to your stories. Share in your LinkedIn a little bit more personally than just somebody else's article, you know. Um, So the intention of this program as it's being revamped a bit is to really provide that support for um, doing your own social media, but having it not feel so heavy, getting excited about getting your message out there. Because as we were saying earlier, it's really a disservice to others if you are keeping your magic inside. And I don't normally say stuff like that, but (laughs) it is magical you know, when you can get your words out and keep it on that constant drip for people to be absorbing until they're ready to jump in with you. And that's what I see social media as it's that opportunity to continually share with people why you're awesome.
0: Yeah. And and, so- and I think once you really like get start getting into it and comfortable with it it is so there is so much connection to be had, you know, and so much community to be had. So it's not Absolutely. It's not to be feared.
1: Right, right. And I and that's the thing like we get so we're sitting in our home offices now and we're just so absorbed in what we're doing and we we say, you know, if I like for me I have to talk about social media one more time, I'm going to like scream. And I totally get that. And you feel like you said everything that you could possibly say. But there's always more that we can say there's new ways that we can say it. And people need to hear it over and over again before they make that decision to work with you. So we have to get creative and we can have fun with that opportunity. Because, you know, again, as I always say, Um, we get to do this social media thing. It is an opportunity. We don't have to do any of this, but we are able to leverage these free platforms that do take time, but they are free, um, to reach our ideal people and impact them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was good and full of truth bombs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much for sharing, Stacey, so openly and generously. And thanks for being part of the She Built This group and on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. And I want to say that I adore the She Built This Facebook group. All the women that are in there are incredibly supportive and so quick to help you know, whatever situation it is when people are posting in there, there's so much support that comes up and people just get so excited. You know, it's infectious how, um, the, the excitement travels throughout that, that group. And then in the VIP group as well, that's just, um, even better, you know, so what you're building here is super exciting. And I've met so many people And gotten so many new opportunities just from being active in that group. So and I know that's something that you talk about is, you know, how do we get, uh, how do we build connection inside Facebook groups and other Facebook groups are a wonderful place to find new people to connect with. And it's a matter of spending time there and engaging there. And that just means having conversations and being social. So that kind of brings us around full circle here. Um, but I just want to say how much I do love She Built This and what you are building with it.
0: Oh, thank you. I'll send you your brownie points in the mail. You Yay. can be looking for them in a couple of days. Actual
1: brownies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you very much for saying that. Yeah. And, and I agree. It's a very engaged and exciting place to be. And I, I love watching people connect in there. So, mm-hmm. All right. With that, we will let you carry on with your Wednesday and have a great day. Thank you. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.